everybody. Welcome to Dragon at the Movies. Hi, Berto. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Dragon at the Movies. I guess I've returned. We are, we are recording. To New York. To, yes, to New York. Thank you. It's about time you got back. Can't believe you just out all the... We're, we're gallivanting, basically. <laughs> um, uh, It is almost... It's buttoned up pretty close to my bedtime that we're starting, so we better... Uh... I'm going to get this bad boy started. All right, Dragon, tell me about your week. Quick. Uh, it, it Give was, me a quick summary. I don't even remember what happened. It was fine. Work was really busy. <laughs> it was just That's super it. busy. Oh. Well, um, just... Yeah, we just launched a thing at work. So it was like, it was, I had a lot to do. I'll be honest. I don't even think you do much at work. So <laughs> I guess congrats. You I would, finally have something to do. I would love for you to shadow me at work for like a day because you would see like, it's not that I have a ton of stuff to do. It's just that whenever I have stuff to do, it's urgent and like has to be, you know what I mean? There's like that sense mm-hmm. of like, oh my God, we have to do this right now. Like this has to be done right now. And so it's just me being like, I can't, I can't work like this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it's adorable. fine and I do. It doesn't even matter. Um, anyway, how was your week? That was fine. I mean, me and my chick and the baby, we went up to Connecticut because Caroline had some conference from her job. Mm. And um, I thought you went up basically- to Massachusetts. I mean, sorry, Massachusetts. Yeah, uh, not the and same. Also, I don't know if you know that. <laughs> it's fucking the Northeast. Who the fuck knows? It's it's north of New York. That's all I know. Okay, all right? fair. fair. You just, I drove for four hours, and it was north. That's all yeah. I can tell you. I punched it into Google, and it brought me there. It was, uh, yeah, it was like a dorm. I'm not going to say it was a dorm. It was like a conference place, yeah. but they had, like, dorm rooms there for, like, people, whoever's staying yeah. for the conference to stay and uh basically caroline emailed them was like hey is it cool if i bring my 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 baby and my husband to babysit them and they were like yes of course and then they basically what they did was they gave us a room with an air conditioner and a separate like living room that's great and this and a private bathroom and what we found out was uh, most of the other people and i'm gonna say most of the other people were in a room with just fans it was literally just a bed and a tv and just fans and they had like a communal uh, (gasps) bathroom that would suck yep Um, so it's caroline like thank god we i I got the baby to come i mean yes yeah kind of and um basically then they were like hey because uh, i got there and i was like oh i'm sure like I'll, I'll just probably just go get lunch and dinner with the baby while yeah. she's doing her conferences no big deal whatever yeah it's a fucking probably a five minute drive it's not a big deal maybe i'll even take the baby for a walk to get breakfast or some shit yeah. they were like no 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 come come you know come have come come for food and so basically just fed us for free and nice. stayed there for free so that was I good i had a good time great and i sat on the couch watching yeah sat on i sat on the couch watching uh south park and futurama all oh morning. my god <laughs> that, was, that was that was my day what a millennial dream i mean pretty much um uh, yeah and then and then uh just a quick thing uh this weekend we had the spartan race oh yeah so a bunch of us from the gym went and did the spartan race which um so we get there and i was t- first off we get there and it was raining all morning. Mm-hmm. All morning it was raining with thunderstorms. Yep. And we get there and, I, and it, so it stops raining. And they're basically like giving us a spiel of like, hey, uh, if, doesn't, if the thunderstorms come, we got to pull everyone off. So we'll direct you where to go. Yeah. And so we go up. It's fucking muddy as hell. <laughs> Holy shit, was it muddy. And I... then it started raining. Yeah. But it was actually good that it rained because it cool. It was nice, cool, nice and cool. It wasn't too hot, yeah. and uh, I was like worried because I'm like, man, like this is something that I enjoy, like just putting yourself through something torturous. Uh, but I don't know about everyone else. But everyone was like fucking having a ball. They loved it. 
it looked fun. It was like one of those, I, I yet again, this is what the, the second or third year in a row I was supposed to have gone to a Spartan race. I missed it. Mm-hmm. Um, but always uh, make plans with plans at plans um mm-hmm. i uh but i was watching you guys on instagram do it and i was like this looks like a blast other than like the disgusting water that you had to go into and i was like nah hard pass on that i always it was like still it looked gross whatever gross it was i was it still looked dirty ah, it's just fun it's just water and 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 dirt what's the big fucking deal it's just stagnant no that the lake was not the only water you guys went in i was like yeah, some of them there's still, a lot of standing water, water there's water and dirt that's and it animal feces and the animals don't shit in that water they'll go to the lake and take a shit there Berto, i remember Fish. the first Fish. spartan race Sh- i did shit First of all, the first Spartan race I did, okay, we mm-hmm. we were going through and we got to what the water feature and I was like, it smells like actual shit, like sewage shit, like what the fuck? Yes. And then we went through it and we did all this stuff. You know how bad I broke out like all over my back and chest after that fucking mm-hmm. race? It was horrible. horrible. It was worth it. <laughs> Disgusting. Anyway, anyway, fish, shit, dragon, fish, shit in the fucking water. And then what do we do? We take the we take the ocean fish shit in the in the ocean. Then we take that ocean and fucking put it through some filtration. So we literally just take salt out of it, and then we're drinking. So we're just drinking fish piss. Look, everybody's drinking piss at some point, okay? But like, I don't need to smell like the shit in the water that I might like. I don't need to do. I want it processed, okay? Yeah. I want All it right. clean. We should get started. Yes, should, anyway, everyone had a good time. Yeah, everyone had a good. I think everyone had a good time, and it uh, looked like it. Yeah, there were. There were parts where it was like raining so much that like, oh, here, you're supposed to climb across across this. And it's like, there's no fucking grip. I don't know what the yeah. fuck to tell you. It's like so a, it's like good. a wet steel beam. And you're just like, I just can't even grab it. Like, I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. And my chick, my chick was able to do it. And she's uh 10 months postpartum after a fucking hard, a rough fucking postpartum. Yeah. She's still yeah. recovering. So yeah, she is fucking amazing. I saw that she was doing that. I was like, damn, Caroline is fucking killing it on this course yeah. right now. So, she's killing. Yeah, she's good. killing it in everything, though. She's killing it in jujitsu. She's killing it in uh, pole. Getting back mm-hmm. at it, man. It's impressive. But yeah, you know, funsies. Funsies are. All, all right, right, dragon. Yes. I guess we should get started, right? Mm-hmm. All right, dragon. Let's start with a little segment that we like to call Dragon at on nope. the couch. Yeah. Dragon. Yeah. What did you watch on the couch? Okay. Uh, I'll I'll kind of fly through these. So um, we finished The Bear season two, which is on a show on Hulu. Do you, do you have you watched any of The Bear? Is this the one where the, the bear has cocaine? No, that's a movie. Um, Go ahead. This is a, the show about a, a chef that everybody's jerking off over. Um, yeah. But rightfully so. I really like it. It's very good. <laughs> to be honest, it's kind of great. Um, highly okay. recommend. It's like a drama that's set in a, in a, um, a uh, restaurant. And uh, I'm super into it. I think I think it's really yep. well acted. I think it's really well written. Um, there's some great stuff in it. Season two kind of gets more into like the family stuff, which I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Ten out of ten, honestly, great show. Really, really good. I, I, I think I heard season one is a lot of rife with a lot of conflict, and then season two they're just like, no, no, we're just going to work together to do stuff. So it's a little <laughs> more like happy. No? Okay, never mind. I mean, it, I guess the conflict it, the conflict comes from from the kind of premise of the season versus like the inter kind of in relationship stuff, but there's still conflict. Like don't don't you worry. Okay. Um I mean, I'm not worried cuz I'm not going to watch it, so. Um yeah, that's fair. 
Um, okay. So anyway, that is the bear season two. Uh, you should watch it. That's actually so you, really good. You liked it. I liked it. I, I really liked it. It was very, very good. We flew through it. Um, once we and you know, I don't fucking watch TV. You the only TV. TV I watch is the league of the room. <laughs> you just, you, you watch literally so much stupid shit <laughs> and you hate watch stuff. I don't know why you won't watch something that's good. It is definitely a drama <laughs> though. It's like meant to be like sat down and watched, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. okay, next. Um, I am going to talk about another Buster Keat movie that um that we watched recently. It's called Battling Butler. So this, as mm-hmm. usual, for all Buster Keaton can be found in many different places. Uh, you can find it on Tubi, you can find it on YouTube, um, blah 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 blah. Basically, the, the premise of this one is that uh Buster Keaton is a very, very wealthy, which is like this is you know, they're all kind of the same, but Buster Keaton is like a really super wealthy kind of like foppish like guy his dad wants to make a man out of him so he sends him on a um like hunting and fishing trip but he goes uh, on the hunting training. yeah but he goes on the hunting and fishing trip and like the most rich person way possible where like he brings his butler and he like has this like fancy tent and his butler cooks all his food for him and he is, has like three different outfit changes one for the day one for the evening and one for dinner you know it's like he's wearing mm-hmm. a tuxedo like it's that kind of shit and there's yeah. lots of fun gags and blah, blah, blah. But anyway, the premise of it is he meets this mountain girl and he decides he wants to marry her after like a day, which is a very Buster Keaton thing to do. And yeah. um, her 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 family, her brother and her father say, no, this guy's a weenie. You can't you can't marry him. He's like teeny tiny is a pussy. Look at him. He's, <laughs> like, fucking, he's not a man's man. Basically. Yeah, that's exactly what they say. So um, uh, Buster Keaton's butler convinces them that he's a boxer. So then Buster Keaton has to pretend to be a boxer. And it's great. I I really, really liked this movie. I like this movie more than The General. If I had seen it earlier, I would have chosen this one versus The General because I think we would have liked it. We would have liked it better. Um, but I highly recommend it. It's like it's very fun. It's a very fun Buster Keaton. It's one of my favorite ones we've watched so far. And we've watched a bunch of them. Okay. Battling good. Butler. Um, okay. Battling, how was the boxing in it? Since you are a master of the of the uh, battling arts. Here, here's the thing about it: the the boxing is old timey 1920s boxing, and I can't Queensberry tell, rules. I can't tell if it's a joke or if that's just how they, like I don't know. You know what I mean? I was like, is it a joke that they're like hands kind of no, down that's... at chest level? Like I don't know. <laughs> so here's the crazy thing, and I'm going to diverge a little bit, but okay, um, not only is it not only is is like that how they used to fight with their hands up, like the fan, the palms facing upward. Mm-hmm. But um, there's a lot of like historians and especially boxing aficionados who will say that boxing is the only sport where people have where the fighters of old would actually defeat the fighters of today. You think so? Because and I heard someone explaining it. And it's like, oh, it's because of the experience factor. Like boxers today, you get to like. 40 fights and you're like oh my goodness what how how dare he whereas boxers of old would be like well we're gonna fight every weekend so yeah. we wind up good I'm, i have a 250 record yeah so <laughs> um and so that basically what they were explaining was like yeah you know there's certain things that you learn in the process of fighting like defensive footworks and all those things have been lost because guys just they didn't focus on it they didn't yeah. they, they focused more on like training and not for now for for some reason now they're just like lifting weights even though they're like yeah this doesn't help in any way but um isn't isn't the joke with boxing it's uh it's a question whether lifting weights is really bad for you or like extremely bad for you for yeah basically <laughs> basically 
but yeah, so basically what the person was saying was that because they don't compete as much, um, boxers of the old days would ha- were, have better boxing technique than the boxers of today. It's so interesting, though, because when you watch it, I mean, gr- granted, I was watching Buster Keaton do it. So, like, let's, you know, not just Buster Keaton because they showed other boxing matches, but, like, it's, like, sped up, you know? It's, like, meant to be, like, a little funny, I guess. Yeah. Um, but it and it it does it it like their heads their heads are held so high like it it's just like all chin exposed you know like there's no guard to speak of it's so interesting mm-hmm. to watch. Um, anyway, I think you would like the movie. I would love to hear you talk about it, talk about it and like the fun little bot. You get some like training montage stuff in there too, so that's kind of fun. Better than Rocky. I mean, <laughs> all right. Anyway, so that's battling right, Butler. What next? Um, next. We watched a new documentary that just came out. Um, it's actually still in some theaters, apparently. But you can, like, rent it on something called Hoopla, which I don't really understand what that is. Don't worry about how we watched it, okay? Watched <laughs> it in the comfort of my own <laughs> okay. home somehow. No um, problem. But it's a it's a documentary called Close to Vermeer. Um, and it's basically about a... Um, uh, an exhibition that they're putting on in, I think, Amsterdam, bringing in as many of the known Vermeers that they have. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just like, I love like a, I kind of love just like an art art documentary. And it's just like, you get to see these people who are like, they, they've dedicated their entire lives, right? To this like one painter <laughs> or like yes. this, what, this like very niche part of art. And it's just these people, like, it's the culmination of their like whole lives work, you know? And it's just kind of sweet to watch them, to watch these people who are so interested in this one like painter who only made like, I think there's like 40 Vermeers in all in like, that's it, you know? He died, Vermeer wow, died when okay. he was in his early 40s. Uh, he like went crazy and died you know, over the course of like two days. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, it's like the 1600s or whatever. So who knows? But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the the documentary is really good. There's another documentary about Vermeer that I watched a few years ago. Um, that I think came out during the pandemic. Um, but it was like talking about how Vermeer painted the way he painted because uh, the way he used like light in his paintings didn't really come about until like. 100 years later or whatever like it it was very rare to see at the time like or is non-existent at the time he was the only one doing it so it was a documentary talking about like how he may have achieved that and it was great like i i i, I really i really enjoyed it um but anyway i think this is close go to premiere go where are, you, where are you gonna make no no no, no go, ahead, go, ahead, go ahead go ahead no that was it that was it i'm done oh was it called tim's Vermeer? Maybe I don't remember. So, so um, I just know I know this because I, I remember when it came out. Uh, I just heard someone like like doing an interview about it, and what it was was like uh, Vermeer is like an artist who they're like we don't actually know how Vermeer yeah. made his paintings. Yeah, and so this one guy who just he's one of those people who's just like I got nothing to do. I guess I'll just fucking figure out how Vermeer made paintings. Yeah. and he spent like twenty years trying to figure out how to do it. And yeah. so he's he basically like built a contraption and found like paint yes. that was only available at the time and blah blah blah. He so he yeah he did basically tried to figure out how Vermeer and and replicate of and Vermeer he he did painting. figure it out he re, he and replicated he it with it. like a series of like mirrors like the way he set up yeah. like a it's called like a something obscura um the like contraption he set up but he, they're pretty sure that's how Vermeer did it and they mentioned that in this documentary in this new one that that like yeah he may have so, used this like thing <laughs> to to paint the way he did so the reason why I know of this is because that was the, the directed by Teller from Penn and Teller 
Yeah. And that, uh, that might be that might be the documentary I'm talking about. Um, yeah, so that's what it sounds like. So he so he did that. He's also his teller is like he's one of those guys who's so interesting, so fucking interesting. Because yeah. number one, he doesn't speak as a part as a thing. Yeah, and then when he does speak, you realize like holy shit, this guy is a fucking like super genius. Yeah, <laughs> like legitimately super genius. Yeah, I okay, agree. Yeah. With you. Um, anyway, so that was that was um close to Vermeer. I recommend. I I I really like documentaries about that. You, it is what it is what it is. Uh, um, the art world where yeah. where all the fucking money laundering goes. <laughs> there there are some great documentaries talking about that too. About like yeah. like the, about like the fake like there was like that fake like Rembrandt a little while ago and talking about mm-hmm. how that came to be and stuff. it was really interesting. Um, okay, next. Um, we watched The Vanishing. So this is the 1988 Vanishing. It's on Criterion Collection. Um, you can rent it on Amazon for like four bucks as well. So okay. this is a uh, Dutch movie, I believe. Um, and it is about basically this guy, um, his girlfriend disappears. And it's about him trying to like figure out what happened, essentially. Um, it is so fucking good. I loved this movie. I was surprised at how much I liked it because I was like, ah, it's like an 80s, you know, like, oh, my wife is gone kind of whatever. But it's so yeah. it's so good. It's so well done. It's like got some like fun characters in it or, you know, good character work in it. It's like got some suspense in it. You're like trying to figure out kind of the mystery. Really enjoyed it. Um, Do you want to tell I, us I what it's about? I just told you it was a guy's wife disappears and he has to like try well, to figure oh, no, it out. I'm sorry, not not that um there's been a couple of remakes american remakes i i I actually couldn't tell if they were remakes or if they're just like the same name um no no um the the one with uh keith sutherland and uh it's a it's a straight remake yeah um watch the dutch version i i i really i i really liked the dutch version i but i didn't see those other ones so maybe they're very good as well you're like look at me i'm more smart because i look at european things first of all i already know that you put subtitles on any anything anyway so you may as well just watch movies that aren't in english (laughs) you're one of those people who like whenever whenever you're like hey uh i saw this whatever i i saw this movie you're like oh book was better that's (laughs) yes that's who you are I watched the original French version. Sorry. Is, that is truly who I am as a person. You have to just deal with it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't help that I'm more cultured than you, okay? Um, so and, that a do- and, and that a podcast I really like did this movie, so I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> and there was no other reason I would never sought it out because I didn't know about it. Um, anyway. I would never watch a movie just because a podcast that I like <laughs> to listen to is doing it. By the way, uh, I'll get back to that. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, yeah, I, again, I really liked it. it it's good. I, I'm not going to ruin it for you because I, I really think you should watch it if you can find it. But, um, okay. yeah, that's, that's the vanishing, uh, again, 1988 Dutch version. Uh, okay. okay. Uh, just, uh, one more. Um, so we, uh, watched 2011's attack the block. Um, Berta, did you ever see this? Um, I keep hearing of it and then I was about to watch it and then I just was like, I just can't deal with the fucking <laughs> Oh, we're British. Look at me talking British. You know, it's so racist. <laughs> um, so it's on Hulu, uh, and it, it's a it's really good. It's just like a kind of fun, like sci-fi. Um, 
alien movie uh and and it's like we so i hadn't seen it since theaters me and andrew went to see it in 2011 in the theater when it came out it was the only time we saw it and we were like we were both like that movie was great it was so fun and then we never watched it again so now 12 years later we (laughs) we ended up rewatching it and i was like you know what this movie is still pretty fun it's gonna like like, i like the alien in it too it's like it looks kind of cool i like the way they did it um it's got John Boyega in it. He's the lead, which is it, mm-hmm. what, like baby, tiny baby John Boyega when he was 19. So that's fun. Yeah. Um, oh, I like it. I, I I recommend if you've never seen it. It's like a good, yeah. fun little sci-fi movie. I, like I said, I tried to put it on. And I then like, you, you know, when you're like watching something on Prime and like they show the trailer for it. Um, basically, you just had fucking John Boyega being like, oh, oh, bo- oh, whoa, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Uh, that's actually a war, a war. that's pretty accurate uh, to be honest do you, ha- do you have a war, a war, a? and i'm just like i can't fucking, this is just ridiculous stop it uh yeah you're not wrong um anyway uh it's still pretty good um it is very i feel like it does still it does feel like two 2000s you know what i mean like uh, that mid 2000s yeah. kind of um yeah I okay anyway Berto, that is what i watched so why don't you tell me about what you watch in a little segment later call Berto on the bed all right, so uh, first, I'm going to get started. Dragon? Yeah. What am I? Man's man. Man, Manliest of men. Steak, okay? and, steak and potatoes. Correct. So I was like, you know what? I feel like uh, the the Marvel movies have really been shitting the bed the last, <laughs> what, five, six movies? Ever uh-huh. since fucking, uh, what's it called, Endgame? Yeah. I'm just like, oof, man, they've all been like progressively getting worse and worse. But yeah. um, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to go back in time. I'm going to watch uh, Man of Steel. That was the first DC DCU movie. Okay. Uh, and to, to, just to be like, man, I remember hating this movie. Yeah. But maybe maybe I, I just wasn't ready for it, you know? And so I you think like time. comparatively it would be better because Marvel hasn't been so good lately? Well, I th- Yeah, basically I was like, Marvel was kicking ass at that point. Yeah. And I think I was just like, oh, it's not Iron Man, so it can't be great. And that now having watched the fucking latest installment of fucking Marvel movies, now I'm like, you know what? Let me go back and see comparatively. And let me just say, it's I was correct. It's <laughs> so much better than it. I mean, look, it's not, it's not, it's not perfect, but yeah. it's much better than I remember it being. I'm All surprised right? by that. I was not expecting you to say that. I I was surprised too. I mean, fucking Henry Cavill is really good, even though, you know, he really talks, he's, I mean, he's he's, he's 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 using his real accent, and then yeah. we're like, they do interviews, he's like, oh, 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 I am a superman! You know what I mean? That stupid shit? <laughs> yeah, 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 I know what you mean. Um, so, but yeah, he's fucking really good at Superman. God damn it, he's fucking good. Oh, I can't wait for the next Superman movie, Dragon Rise, right? Mm, right sure <sighs> anyway uh yeah he, they they basically they they cleaned house and when everyone was like okay but can you keep henry cavill as superman they went no <laughs> we're cleaning house the, well we are going to keep the flash for some reason <laughs> it's so weird it doesn't make any sense no sense whatsoever oh, anyway yeah um yeah it was really fucking good god damn it, it was good fucking kevin Costner is good Kurt russell is in it Fucking, I do um, like Kurt Russell. He's fucking, fucking Kurt Russell, so good. Also, he's Henry really Cavill good. can get it. Did you see him? He looks like a fake human. He's not real. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah, no, for real. And in this one, he's like doing push-ups before like shirtless scenes. It's fucking insane. Um, <laughs> the man fucking, is the like, most Amer. The man is the most American man I've ever seen. I still don't understand how he's British. Yeah, Michael Shannon 
is so fucking good in this movie. Yeah. Holy fuck, he's fucking good. He is so menacing. He is so fucking menacing. It's so good. And like you I actually really like his character in this that he's like you you know, I'm like I I'm a man with a singular purpose and I'm here to achieve it and uh Henry Cavill, you can't stop me. And then Fair. Henry Cavill has to kill him. Um dude, and watching this gave me hard 9/11 vibes because <laughs> I was like millions of people have died in Metropolis because these people just fought. Yeah. It's fucking insane. Like yeah. buildings are just falling on top of everyone. I'm that's, just like that's the superhero uh, issue though. Every every superhero movie you're like, "Oh, there goes I, the entire population of whatever city that is." Yeah. I'm like this Metro- Metropolis would never recover. No. Ever. Ever. Ever economy. Dead, economy. It would be a dead would city never. after that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh I I like that. I think I think people would uh, should go back in time and give it a chance. Um, anyway, next dragon. Yes, I watched. Then I watched Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. Uh, not just the theatrical cut. There's a three hour cut on Max. Oh my god, dragon! And remember how I said that? Like I was going back in time to see if I gave these movies a bad, uh, a bad yeah. rating. Do you remember? Yeah, that? this one was really bad. This one was really bad. <laughs> oh, this one was bad. Okay. Who's yeah, who's bat? Who's Batman in that one? Batfleck. Oh, okay. So Batflick is fucking good. Not only is he good in it, I think Ben Affleck is the best fucking Bruce Batman. Wayne Batman. Yeah. He Fair. is. Well, I mean, he plays him as an older man, so he has this brooding, menacing, like, anger yeah. in him all the time. And I'm just like, man, that's that's really, he's, that's really what it fucking is. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg is fucking terrible. Is Lex Luthor, Gal Gadot, barely. I mean, she, she's not a good actress. Right? Is, it still, is it still Henry Cavill? Yes, still Henry Cavill in this. And um, yeah, the 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 sto- what's what's stupid is that they set up exactly why Batman hates Superman in the very beginning, and that's yeah. like a, during he basically sees a, a city destroyed, and he's like, oh, I have to stop this because yeah. he can like Superman can just be like, you know what, I, I don't like I don't like Metropolis anymore. Let me just destroy it, and just no one can stop him. So he's like, I have to figure out how to fucking stop him. Yeah. Just in, not even just in case. I have to fucking stop him. I mean, just that's in case. That's the that's the issue with uh with Superman's powers generally. It's like, oh yeah. It's like remember that movie with the kid that had the Superman yeah. powers and he ended up being a little psychopath. Yeah, basically. But it's like, but yeah, Batflake is basically like, oh, I have to stop him because I can, I don't trust him. I do not trust the fact that he yeah. he can just choose to destroy a city and it'll happen. So he basically it, like that's all you really needed. And then for some reason they're like, ah, we'll throw Lex Luger in there. This overly yeah. complicated plot. Uh, we got to introduce the, the fucking Justice League. Um, seriously, Lex Luger's uh, pl- the Lex Luger's plan in this Luther. is like so. Sorry, Lex Luthor's plan in this is so overly complicated. It's fucking ridiculous. I don't remember um, anything about this movie. Like exactly zero things. I just remember that yeah. fight and everybody being like, yeah, the, there goes the all of New York City. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, I mean, it's Metropolis, but you know. What would you? Why would you? Why would you? I thought Metropolis and Gotham were both New York City. Um, I mean they're like generic fucking cities. Mm. But I, in my head, I was always like, well, you know, Metropolis is New York and Gotham is Chicago. But you know, oh, that makes sense. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> you know, like that's just what was always in my head. I don't know. I don't know what put put it in there. <laughs> but um, anyway. Yeah, it was. It has really good moments. This movie has really good moments, and then it has really fucking stupid moments. So, 
I mean, look, it's it's like it's better than late stage fucking Marvel. I'll give you that much. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, next. Then Dragon, I watched yeah. one of your. I went back in time and watched one of your favorite movies. Um, this was actually before the latest uh installment of the fucking what do you want to call it? The DCU. Yep. It was to watch the Green Lantern, twenty eleven. I don't think I saw this one. Oh, that, is that the one with um? What's his face? Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds oh. and Blake Lively. This is actually where Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively, Blake Lively met. That's before cute. Before they got married. And, yeah, I did not. Uh, anyway, I did not see it. No. Ryan Reynolds and the director like actively hated each other. <laughs> so it was great. So they <laughs> you know, you know what? You know what makes great art? It's when the artist and the fucking painter hate each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's fucking. It's it's amazing. He actively hated the guy, and and the director also hated Ryan Reynolds. He didn't want Ryan Reynolds. I and thought fucking I, apparently made it known. I thought Ryan Reynolds was like super easy to get along with. Um. Well, the problem is when you wanted uh fucking who's that guy from Limitless? Um. Goddamn. I have no idea. My brain who you're talking went about. to shit. Uh, Bradley Cooper. Uh. He wanted Bradley Cooper to play Green Lantern. <laughs> okay. And apparently would say it on the set in front of Ryan Reynolds. And then Ryan Reynolds just went, well, fuck this guy then. So apparently that's the fight. That's anyway, fair enough. I would um, I would also be outwardly hostile if the person that I was working with kept saying, I didn't want you. <laughs> so. Yeah. And what's weird is like, I feel like the, the because Ryan was like, you know, Green Lantern's part of a whole Green Lantern crew. Yeah. There's like a whole Galactus like police force, a Galacto police force, right? Mm-hmm. And they're supposed to make sure the universe is, and that stuff is really interesting. The problem is it's a little too weird. Um, so, you know, you got to kind of like sneak in where you can and stuff. Actually, sure. I've heard that, um, so, so like, they just couldn't tell the storyline correctly. It just, it was just a mess. Like yeah. Ryan Reynolds is, this is Ryan Reynolds, you know, he's fucking funny. He charming. can do the action. Yeah. He's charming. But, uh, the rest of the movie around it just sucks. And for some reason, it's just like, oh, the ending is really bad. The bad, last bad guy is just stupid. It's just really fucking stupid. Yeah. Um. It just, it was a bad, bad script. Just bad script. So you well, can't, I can't even blame Ryan Reynolds for this. Berto, I promise you I won't watch it. <laughs> anyway, you should watch it. It's on Max. Yeah, I won't. But okay, keep going. Okay, next. Um, I watched, okay. Uh, I watched a little movie, Dragon, called mm-hmm. Keanu. Tell me if you've seen this. Is this the kitty cat one? Yes, it's the yes, kitty cat I've one. Yes, I've seen the kitty cat one. I, re- I rewatched it with my bro, my brother. Yeah. Aw, cute. Um, apparently, <laughs> Keanu... Keanu Reeves is in the cast list as Keanu, even though it's just a cat. So I'm assuming sometimes they had him just do meow in the I don't know. I'm one hundred percent sure that's exactly what happened. Like the cat meows like once or twice, and that's Keanu Reeves doing the meow. Yeah, I'm probably. sure of it. It has to be it. Anyway, this movie was written by Jordan Peele and yep. uh Alex Rubens. I don't know who that is, but anyway, written by Jordan Peele. This is a fucking funny movie. It's really fucking funny. Yep. I really liked it. Rewatching it because I'd seen it. Uh, I saw it a long time ago on an airplane. You know, yep. you can't tell. Uh, you can't tell if a movie's going on an airplane. Nope, it's impossible. Uh, it, yeah, it's just because because like you just it's I don't know I don't know what it is. Every movie either is, is better than it should be and makes you cry <laughs> if you're on an airplane. I don't know why. I think it's I the radi- I think it's the why. radiation from the sun. <laughs> like it, it hurts your brain <laughs> or something. Yeah, probably. Anyway. I thought it was really good. It was really funny because it's just these two guys who like fucking 
live in the suburbs have to pretend to be gangsters yep. in order to get their cat back. It's just fucking really funny. And then the ending is also funny. It's just all around a good action comedy, Dragon. 100 minutes, you love it. Perfect. Great length. 10 out of 10. Let's, let's move on. Okay. All right. Oh, by the way, uh, I did see Green Lantern because of a podcast. <laughs> that makes sense. Next. Next. I watched 2002's The Ring because of a podcast I listened to. <laughs> um, do you remember this movie? Two-hour movie. Is uh, This is the one where the girl crawls out of the TV screen? Correct. Yes. I do remember this it's, movie. This one is, on, oh, by the way, I'm sorry. Keanu is on Hulu. The Ring is on Netflix. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, the Ring. I rewatched it and I was like, man, I probably haven't seen this probably since the theater. I saw it in the theaters when it came out and was like, holy shit. This wait, wait, what year was good. it? 2000 what? 2002. Yeah, early. So a 19-year-old Berto. <laughs> um, yeah, this is really fucking good, Dragon. Holy shit, this movie was really good. I remember it being good. Like, like rewatching it, I was like, man, there's some... So this this is like one of those timeless movies, almost yeah. timeless. They have a couple of scenes where they like have bad cell phones, but you know yeah. whatever. What are you uh, gonna do? Well, yeah, it, it's a is but, it a re- um, is it a remake of a Japanese movie, or am I just thinking of the? Yes, yeah, so, so it's a remake of a Japanese movie, and uh, I saw the Japanese movie a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, The Ring was a lot better, a really? lot lot better. Yeah, so interesting. also the Grudge, the Grudge is also a remake of a movie yes. of a Japanese movie. Also, yeah. same thing. Well, actually, I don't remember because the the fucking the, the 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 grudge also wasn't that good. Yeah, I, anyway. I don't I don't really remember the grudge being that great, but I also haven't seen it in a very long time. So, yeah, it's it's based off of a Japanese movie, which is by the way based off of a book. Mm, okay. Um, but uh, yeah, it's fucking good. It's really good. Uh, I thought it was really good. The you know fucking it's still like like uh, it's a really good thriller. It has good jump scares yeah uh, naomi watts is really fucking good in this and apparently this is before she was like uh known she plays so, them she plays the mom yeah she plays she the chick. yeah um but yeah it was really good dragon i liked it 10 out nice. of 10 nice well, i'm glad it holds seven up out of 10. yeah seven out of ten but that's fucking really good it was, it was good it was a good horror movie uh, uh if you ever rewatch it i think you would enjoy it all right nice. dragon next i watched the movie for a podcast <laughs> 2004 a movie called sleep over this is a comedy teen romance this is like basically junior high school girls right about to before they go to high school and they're like oh we're gonna be the losers we're gonna sit at the bad at the at the loser table at high school (laughs) Uh and they're like they're they kind of know the girls the the cool girls Mm -hmm. so they're like they they have a bet where they're going to do a scavenger hunt and whoever wins the scavenger hunt was going to sit at the cool table. <laughs> okay. It's very convoluted. Now, this is the weird thing about this. There is some odd moments in this fucking movie. Like, the, so this is a PG comedy. There's okay. some odd moments. Mind you, you have girls who are 14 years old. That's their age. Okay. And one at one point, they go into a club and where guys have to buy them drinks. And... <laughs> They run into one of their teachers in the when, club. When and was the this, teacher is like... When was this movie made? Play. 2004. Okay. So this is... It's weird. It has some scenes where I'm like, that is really odd for um 
uh, uh, this age group. Yeah. And what it made me think was that somebody wrote like a, um, a movie about high schoolers about to go into college. And then someone else went, no, I'm not going to finance this. The R rated comedy is not happening. And then yeah. they just changed the script a little bit to make it a fucking from yeah. junior high <laughs> to high, but not enough to take out all the fucking weird sexual stuff. <laughs> So, weird. so there are some scenes where I'm like, what the fuck is going on? It, like, it legitimately was <laughs> like, this was on how how did this get made? Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Very. And it's like, but but there's also things that I really liked in it, too. It was weird. It was fucking weird. And Dragon, <laughs> I'm going to read you the name of some of the actors in this. Okay. Fucking Steve Carell, isn't it? Okay. Brie Larson. Okay. Brie Larson plays not even the good. She doesn't even she's not even on the good girl squad. She's the bad girl. She's okay. her best friend. She's the one who's just standing next to her as the bad girl does stuff. And Brie Larson was like 14 when they filmed this? I don't know how she was, yeah, but yeah, whatever. Yeah. She she looked 14. Yeah. But then I was, I was like, at one point, I was like, is that Brie Larson? And then <laughs> and then I stopped it and I was like, holy shit, that is Brie Larson. Dragon. Wild. Okay. Sean Ferris is in this. Uh, you probably don't know who he is. Yeah. Can you Evan, wait? Evan. Do you know Evan Peters? Yeah, but I don't. I can't. Think everyone, of everyone's sex favorite sexy serial killer, Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> oh, yep, yep, yep. Evan Peters is in this, playing like the ridiculous fucking, this ridiculous fucking character who doesn't understand that he's not cool, but he's so doesn't like he's so confident in his not coolness that he makes him cool. Okay, fair. Fucking uh, Jeff Garland is in it. Jane Lynch is in this. Dragon. This movie is filled with fucking stars. That's so interesting. I bet you. Yeah. Were, I bet you. You're right. I bet you it was right written as an R-rated comedy, and somebody was just like, "Yeah, we're not doing those. It, fix Basically. it." Yeah. Anyway, it, it had weird moments. It had really weird moments. Like there was, there's a point where like, like they're trying. The last part of the of of it is yeah. they have to go to the high school dance, which mm-hmm. for some reason the 14 year old girls are just going into, and then this one guy who's like 16 sees the 14 year old, and he's like, "Oh my goodness." I'm so in love. And I'm just like, I am so uncomfortable right now. <laughs> so anyway, the girls are trying to get into the in there, but the ticket girl won't let them in without a ticket. Yeah. And then the the the, the main character just looks at her and is like, oh, I see you. I know who you are. You're playing Monopoly with your parents. You study. You spend all to that. That's why you're the ticket girl on this. Like, you're the loser. That's why you're the ticket girl instead of instead of uh, being inside the dance. Yeah. And then she was like, I, "Like I need you to let me in here so I don't become you." And then the girl's like, "Go." What? I would have been like, yes. "Fuck you! <laughs> Get the fuck out of here!" Not just that, but the girl that they got to play her, I was like, she could be like, she's so fucking pretty that this doesn't make sense that this girl is fucking standing here. They, they always like, I like every single teen comedy is like, oh, oh yeah, that ugly girl over there is like the prettiest girl in any school yeah. ever in the United <laughs> she's States. Wearing, she has a she has her hair tied back, so it's like, oh, disgusting, yeah, disgusting, oh, what a monster. <laughs> oh, just, yeah. So Maybe the funny. funniest scene in not another teen movie. Oh god, we should do that. Well, I mean, I say that, but then we'll fucking get canceled easily. But the problem anyway. is that the problem is sometimes with those you rewatch them and you're like, this is not good. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I might watch it on my own. Scary movie. Right. Scary movie just was the best one, and that's it. Like yeah, we we, we, like... we like that. We yeah. like that. We can't. We can't. You know, we lightning might not strike twice. Anyway, we cannot keep chasing that dragon. It just isn't gonna work out. <laughs> All right, next. Yes. Uh, and I'll try to go for the last couple. Just get, you know, let's go fast. N- okay. Next, Greg, okay, I okay. watched a movie called Total Recall. Do you remember Total Recall? I've actually never seen it. 
You never seen Arnold Total Recall? Uh, maybe I have. I don't know. Is that the one with the boobs, with the three boobs? Yes. Okay, then I have seen it. I'm mixing it up with something else. Okay, well, don't worry, because I'm talking about 2000 and, uh, 2012's Total Recall, starring okay. Colin Farrell, Kate Beckinsale, Jessica Biel, Brian Cranston. Okay. Boy, was this bad. Oh, boy, was this bad. Just, but It was just like so much money is on the screen and i'm just like so bored Aww. it's amazing how they have this like they just cgi so much stuff and there's yeah. so much action happening there and i'm just sitting there like man this story is so stupid and this is so fucking boring yeah. how how did the fucking how did the arnold schwarzenegger total recall fucking do it yeah right wait is this a remake of total recall or is it just like a so total recall is based on a uh book Okay. Um, called uh, we can remember it for wholesale. Okay. Uh, it's one I forget that who's a fucking writer that everyone loves. Um, Philip Dick, Philip K. Dick. Oh, okay. All right. So yeah, it's a based on one of his books, and so Total Recall is based on that. And apparently, Total Recall just is like, ah, eh, we took a piece of it and then just went off on our own story. Yeah. This one is more, uh, according to what I've read. I, that could be completely wrong. This one's more in tune to what the book is actually is. So mm-hmm. they never go to Mars, basically. And it's like, oh, all right, I guess. Okay. Anyway, Gross. it's boring. Really, really boring. Okay. It's crazy. Crazy. Think of it this way. You have Jessica, uh, Jessica Biel mm-hmm. and Kate Beckinsale. Mm-hmm. And I'm just sitting there like, this is so boring. And Colin Farrell somehow has no, doesn't have chemistry with either of them. <laughs> it's fucking wild. Interesting. Colin Farrell just needed to have a donkey to hang out with. Did you see <laughs> Banshees of Insurance? No, I told you. I will not I will not watch a movie that besmirches the man the manly man man friendships. Okay. <laughs> so the good. bromance. You're being an idiot. It's so good. I I'll watch it. It's just again, it's the fucking they're like talking the weird Irish accent. It's just like, oh God, can we just talk normally, guys? Yeah, I understand. Um, although I, I didn't feel like it wasn't that hard to understand, to be honest. Maybe you're anyway. just dumb. Have you considered that? <laughs> anyway, uh, don't watch it. I would not recommend. Um, this one was on. Where did I watch it? On Hulu. Okay. This one was on Hulu. The sleepover is on Prime. Uh, yeah. uh, I'm gonna do two more real quick. Just okay. To get them out of the fucking way, because as you can see, I got a big fucking backlog. Yeah, you um, do. I watched a movie called Stone Stonehurst Asylum. I just put it on because uh, me and my chick were just trying to find watch something. Yeah. Starring Chuck Girl, Kate Beckinsale, Ben Kingsley, and then a, a Mike Michael Coyne is in it, and uh, a bunch of other fucking people. Okay. Um, I've, ne- I've never even heard of it. It's I never heard of it either. I just yeah. literally put it on, and I was like, "Wow, it's because it's, it's a British movie, so you know, <laughs> you know." Uh, yeah, they're bullshit. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're bullshit. Anyway, yeah. this takes place in like 1900. Um, it's an insane asylum. Uh, and then this guy shows up, and it's like, okay, this something's a little bit off. And yeah. I was like, I told my chick, like, oh, it's gonna be one of those where like the patients got out and are now running the asylum. That's why it's all off. Yeah, now, and that's what I thought. What the what the big twist was gonna be? They tell you that 30 minutes into the movie, and I was like, oh, interesting. interesting. Okay, okay. Okay, I was right, but I'm like I was expecting that to be the big twist. Yeah. Now, now it becomes a little bit interesting, and then uh, you know, there's a couple of other twists. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this was like, I'm not gonna say it was a good movie, but it was interesting. It's like it's got like 55 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I, I think a five out of ten is appropriate. 
which when you're like fucking just pick something off of, of randomly off of prime especially yeah, with a it. horror thriller that's not that it's bad fucking, yeah it's not bad not bad you can put it on the background and just be like okay all right you know what are you gonna do fair enough and yeah again kate beckinsale kate beckinsale so weird beautiful woman right mm-hmm. never became a star or never she, became like a superstar like- I feel like she everybody knows her name, though. It's not like she's like. Yeah, but what what is she most famous for? I have no idea. I could I could tell you probably, uh, like Underworld, which is a bad movie. I just saw it. Pearl Harbor, which is a fucking bad movie. Van yeah. Helsing, bad movie. But she made a lot of shit movies. She was in Total Recall. <laughs> this fucking shit. She, it's just so weird, right? Yeah, it is kind of weird. Like, actually, just, now I, that you I, say I would, it like that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Yeah. Five out of ten. Whatever. It's okay. Prime. Fair. Uh. And then finally. Wait, for, can I uh, can I pick your Joe Bob that you're gonna do, or you want to go do a specific one? Pick pick the Joe Bob. Can you do possession? Okay, I'll do possession. I was gonna do another one and just fucking go fast, but I guess we'll do possession. All right. So we, me Joe and Andrew, Bob, me and Andrew just watched Andrew the Joe and, Bob. Andrew and I. Go. <laughs> I saw possession. Um, 1981. It's on Shutter. It's a Joe Bob. Uh, it's Joe Bob Flake, but starring starring stones. National Treasure Sam Neill. <laughs> it's a National American Treasure Sam Neill. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, it's a fucking weird ass movie. I the first half, love this movie. I will say this: the first half is fucking. I was like, this is like a fucking hard drama yeah. about a couple going through a divorce yes. and the fucking insanity that it pushes them through. Yeah, and I'm like, yes, that makes so much sense. And then it starts going into like this horror element. I did not like the horror element as much. Yeah, because towards the end, I was just like, I just don't understand what I don't understand. I don't yeah. get it. Yeah, but most people don't. <laughs> like that yeah. was like that. It is not. It is not a movie to be gotten. I don't. No. Think yeah. Been. Yeah. And then for some reason, I'm assuming like fucking Armageddon comes at the very end. I don't know. I really like the fucking the aspects of these two of this couple just falling apart yeah that i was like this is a 10 out of 10 fucking movie because it's like oof, it was hard to watch it was really hard to watch it is and then it just like the the horror aspect of it i was like man why why is this in here there's a there's a the famous scene from this movie is the um the chick the main chick doing the freak out scene in the subway in berlin yeah yeah um (laughs) It's a three minute scene of her screaming, <laughs> and it's like uncut. Like there's like one cut yeah. at the at the end of it. Uh, apparently, like, so it looks. Like, sorry, okay. You watched it was with Joe Bob, yes. Yeah. So you got to hear Joe Bob being like, "Yeah, the director drove both of these people insane, and uh, this woman like shit all over the director until this uh, movie got nominated for like a Palme d'Or." <laughs> she, yeah. She was like, "Oh, okay, so it wasn't that bad." But he apparently like ruined her psychologically. I mean, sometimes sometimes art is important, right, Dragon? I will say great performances. Absolutely yeah, fucking great amazing. performances. Yeah. Yeah. She's so from... fucking good in this. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You really see her like, oh, she's she's gone. Like yeah. she's just gone emotionally from this relationship. Yes. It's fucking really good. But uh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Really like the dragon. Yeah, highly recommend Possession. Both with or without Joe Bob, to be honest. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of like the Joe Bob just because it like breaks it up a little bit. Yeah. Because uh, sometimes I'm just like, man, I like, especially some of his movies, I'm like, yo, I, I, I feel like if I just watch this through and through, yeah. I would just get like bored at some point. And just be like, I'm just going to change the channel. 
Yeah, but then I get he'll it. pop in and just be like, "Oh, oh, thank God, okay." Yeah, he okay, and he pops in. Up. He pops in just in time to like explain to you why like whatever's happening right now doesn't make sense or is boring or whatever and then can be like here's the fun thing about it though you know yeah. like here's the thing that like here's the reason we're showing this to you kind of thing which is Basically. nice yeah all right um yeah so that's uh unless you want me to do more dragon no that's okay like i said i, just, I got, I got a lot I, of bag i just wanted to uh I just, talk I just wanted to position. talk about, yeah, because what one Sam Neill, National Treasure, who I love, National, and two, National I Treasure. really, I really enjoyed that movie. I really liked. Yeah, it, it was, re- I, like I said, it was really good. I really liked it. It was yeah. a very interesting movie I'd never seen before. Yeah. All right, um, shall I introduce? Oh, you have to introduce Please. the segment. Go. Oh, sorry. Uh, let's make it. We made it. We done it. Yeah. We're in our final segment. Yeah. Dragon at the movies. Dragon, why don't you do me a favor and. uh Intro the movie I chose. Wait, do I should I intro the movie that you chose? Yeah. No, yeah, it's okay. I can, yeah. Okay. Um. So I chose this week, and um, I have been in Buster Keaton land for quite a while. Um, listening along with the uh, blank check, or actually, I'm way behind, but like listening with blank check. Um, to the Buster Keaton series that they did. Um, and we. Uh, so I chose uh 1926's The General. So this is probably one of the more famous Buster Keaton, or like the most famous Buster Keaton movie. Um, yeah, it is. It is one hour and 15 minutes. You can watch it on Tubi, Prime, YouTube, basically wherever. It is in public domain. The only- I could not find it on Tubi, by the way. Oh, you couldn't find it on Tubi? Nope. Interesting. We watched it on YouTube. Um, so the thing the thing about these public domain movies is something interesting is um the score is not included in the public domain. I was I was gonna say, yes. go ahead. So this the score that you get with uh like the general any any of these silent films um is not probably not the original score and also can really drastically change like the mood of the movie. So it's very interesting, right? Like and that's the thing that gets so, copyrighted. So like that's the thing like when you buy a Buster Keaton movie you're buying the score. It's not just that. Also remember that like back in the day back in, let's let's go ahead just get in our time machine. Yeah. Back in the day Yes. Uh, the theaters didn't have the sound systems. Yeah. So there was literally like people oh, playing a live the music. Score. Yeah. A live score. It wasn't. An, I forget when, but like it wasn't until later on. I think um, what's that movie? Sunshine. I, I think that was one of the first movies that was like, oh, here's the actual score for the movie. We're attaching it to the movie. Yeah. You guys need to get fucking speakers. Yeah. <laughs> um. Get a sound system. Yeah. Damn it! So you can play, play so, this like. And. I tried to watch this on, on Prime, and my first note was, "Holy shit, this fucking music is bad." Mm. <laughs> and then I was, and then I realized, "Wait a minute, this is a little bit colorized. What the fuck am I watching this for?" And then I went to YouTube, and found it, and I was like, "Oh, this score is much better. It's way better. Yeah, it really yeah. changes it. We there is a um, one of his movies has a little bit of colorization in it." And I, I think it's like the only way you can watch it at this point. It's very weird. And it's unclear to me if it was like Buster Keaton color, like had a bit of it colorized or not. I don't know. But it was like, ugh. <laughs> I was like, what's wrong with this? This doesn't look right. Yeah. It like it looks look weird. Right. I don't like yeah. it. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah. But anyway, uh, so the general is basically about uh, Buster Keaton plays a train conductor, a train engineer, and he um, is smitten with this lady and he is, lives in the South during the Civil War and uh, Fort, I think, Sumter is attacked and all of the good old Southern boys go to enlist in the Army 
and Buster Keaton goes to enlist. He is turned away because he's more important as an engineer than he is as a soldier. Um, and he does not explain that to the lady. So instead, she thinks that he just didn't enlist and is a coward. And as usual, as in Buster Keaton movies, there has to be some kind of like conflict that could have been solved with an easy one sentence explanation. <laughs> with a conversation. Yeah. Like not even a lot lengthy conversation either. Just like a very simple one sentence. <laughs> mm-hmm. Someone could have just said, no, 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 no. You're a train. You're a train engineer. We need you. You're yes. more valuable to us here. Instead, they don't say it to him. Nope. They just say it in the background. So and he then he's thinks, just like, well, he thinks it's because he's a weenie, because he's like a little, yeah. guy, a little guy. Um, and Buster Keaton, all of his movies, he's very good at casting people um, opposite him who are like much, much bigger than him. You know, yeah, in like as imagine. like a fun juxtaposition. Isn't he like actually like you know kind of a built guy? I don't know. He's so he was like. He was like five, five or five, six. He was not a big guy, but he was not that small either. Like he, he was like, and he was a skinny guy, but he did so much physical comedy. And he like, he, he did all of these like shows and all these things. Like he was not a weak man, you know? And you can see it. Like you can see it in some of his movies where he's got a, like a a vest on and you can see his like, like in, in battling Butler when he was playing a boxer, I was like, Man, Buster Keaton actually has some arms. Like he's not yeah. scrawny. He's not scrawny I think, at all. But he, I think he plays the part because he'll wear he'll wear like a, a oh. suit that's just not the right a size. So you can be percent. like, oh, he looks he looks smaller. Because even in this one, I'm like, that suit is not the right size. No, so no, no. Look, makes him look smaller than he actually is. Buster Keaton, like everybody says it, and it's true, was way ahead of his time in understanding how things are going to come across, like on the camera. Right. Like, yeah. And, and understanding perspectives and understanding like comedy timing and understanding like how to like how to make himself look a certain way ba- based on what he's wearing, based on who's around him. Like it was it's very, very interesting. But Buster Keaton is also like he has such an interesting life. You know, he never went to school. He did no. one one day of school in his whole life. One day of school. Interesting. His parents were vaudeville actors. And basically what happened was they put him in their vaudeville show when he was like four years old and they called him like the indestructible kid and they would just do like gag humor with him like like um uh slapstick stuff with him they would like throw him they would like throw stuff at him they would do stuff that would like kind of hurt him a little bit you know but he would like bounce back up because he's four five six years old like he you know it's like oh, he's I... like roughhousing for him yeah so um i have learned that yes. being kid kids apparently it's just rubber yeah they just rubber it's just rubber so also, i'm gonna do that to my son that was his and apparently he's gonna because, throw random things at him. oh yeah 100 percent, and have a crowd and they'll pay you yeah. for it apparently basically or at least in the 1900s they did because that yeah. was that would have been like buster king was born in like 1890 something mm-hmm. um so he was doing those vaudeville shows in like the early 1900s so anyway, his his parents started making more money off of him than they did off of their own vaudeville act. So they like incorporated him more. Buster Keaton ended up being a natural performer. He was very, very good at comedic timing. And he was he had very good instincts on stage about like what was funny and what wasn't funny and like how to get the crowd going. So and you it it, it that was his whole education. Like it was just <laughs> growing up on a vaudeville stage. Interestingly, on the mean streets. Yeah, and the mean strings of vaudeville. Interestingly, he has two younger siblings who were they went to like private schools paid for by Buster Keaton, like doing like vaudeville acts. Absolutely wild, absolutely wild. Dad was a drunk, you know, like 
acts were hard to do because his dad would be too drunk to like do this stuff but but buster keaton like figured out how to like still make it fun it was so it's he is such an interesting guy such an interesting life um also interesting that like you like you're saying like, oh, you know, it was the 1920s. They didn't understand like, oh, ahead of his time and stuff. Dragon, I once watched that uh, like a 13 part documentary about like the history of cinema yeah. and the early movie, the early t- parts of the movies, the early part of the documentary was them explaining like, yeah, this movie in the 1915s was the first time that they realized, oh, people have to be facing each other when you cut back and forth. Otherwise yeah. the audience gets confused and it's like, yeah. wow, it took them 15 years to figure that out. Yeah. It's like jarring. Yeah. <laughs> and, the, and it's like, Oh, then they learned concepts like eyeline, like mm-hmm. learning, like, Oh, people have to be looking at each other or else people don't understand what's happening. Oh, like you have to enter the screen a certain way and then leave a certain way in order for things to happen. And it's like, and then they're like, Oh, then they figured out how to move the camera, yeah. which made everything fucking different. It was such an interesting documentary for, for someone who's like a cinephile. Yeah. Isn't it, isn't it wild? It, it yeah. It's like stuff you don't think about now because it's just like part you like, yeah, and, that's just the, the language of movies and we recognize it as yes, the language of and movies, like, but they had to so write this language. Like, they had to it's like, so interesting. It. it's so interesting that now we understand certain aspects that without ever having to have like learned them, it's just yeah. inherent in our understanding of the cinema. Yeah. So it's like, it's, man, it's like interesting because that's what every technology has to go through that. Right. Uh-huh. We, you have to first you get it and then you're like fucking play with it and then you figure out what it's really like fucking imagine um like like fucking the internet like a, yeah. a, a smartphone we were like oh cool i can get emails on this i can fucking oh look i can check traffic i can check my weather and yeah. now we realize what it's really best at and that is getting ourselves all riled up over stupid <laughs> things on twitter yes. it's like wow we figured that out as a society but, so there's a there's a really interesting part in i think it's sherlock jr where he's playing a um a uh movie projectionist and in 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 the movie or in yeah in Sherlock Jr he enters into the movie that's their way of doing a dream sequence he like and he like steps into the movie and there's yeah. this really interesting scene where they're cutting so like Buster Keaton is there right in this movie he's inside a movie right and they're cutting in that movie they're cutting to a new scene but Buster Keaton stays yeah. static so they're cutting scenes and Buster Keaton is like staying in the same place, but suddenly falling over something because they cut scenes and like, he didn't move, but the scene did. So, you know, like it's like, yeah. and they do it like three or four times. And I was like, that must have been, he had to conceptualize this. He had to like figure out how to shoot it. He had to stabilize a camera and himself mm-hmm. to make this shot work. That's crazy. Like, it's literally inventing insane. techniques as you go along. And when you think about like the amount of effort that that would have had to go, he didn't have a computer to help him stabilize it. Like that's that, correct. Yeah, he had to he had to do what measure from like, the ground and hope the camera. Like, that's in, it's just yeah. insane. It's and so then you impressive. film it and then you compare it to the other to the other yeah. thing and you just hope that it fucking works. It's not wow. like you could be like, oh, cool, hold on, let me just project it right now and then we can fucking see it. Like, no, that's you like gotta really fucking wild. measure shit out. It's fucking insane. There's a it's there's insane a how they used to do this. It's also like, so Buster Keaton is also very well known for his like slapstick stuff, right? He does these yeah. stunts that are, uh, you're just insane. like, oh man. It's fucking insane. So, and it, like, it, you barely even acknowledge it. It's nope. fucking crazy. He does it and he moves on. It's so good. Um, there's there's a part in Go West, I think it is, where um, a bunch of water falls on him. Um, and he actually ended up breaking his neck during that during that scene during the filming of that scene but he didn't know that right 
And it wasn't until years later when he had to get x-rays for something where they said, hey, by the way, you broke your neck at some point. Um, and we can see here how it healed, but you definitely broke it. And they had to like go back and like figure out when he broke his neck. And they're pretty sure it was filming that one scene where he was like out of commission for a couple of days after. And then was like, okay, I think I'm okay. And went back into it. Absolutely Basically. wild. Absolutely wild. Anyway. Um, yeah, fucking amazing. So uh, that's, I don't, I don't even think I finished what the general was about, but uh, it's about Buster Keynes on the a, southern side, blah, blah, blah. Um, plus the hilarity ensues. Hilarity yeah. ensues. Um, it, it's also really interesting that um, in 1926, they filmed this um, from the South's perspective. And well, uh, it, go. It's based on like an actual thing. It's a, yes, it's a post but, movie. But it's like, eh, you know, it is, but it isn't. It's still, it's a, he could have he could have done it from the Northern perspective. Like, he didn't have to do it from the Southern perspective. Yeah, but you have to realize there was no one on Twitter being like, how dare you? So he <laughs> well, just went, eh. So here's the whatever. thing. Here's the thing Blank Check point, pointed out when I listened to the episode about it, which I, I think probably makes a lot of sense, is that Buster Keaton would have made the movie, He like, why would you make the movie from the point of view of the winner? Like, what fun is that? right like it, that would be like rubbing salt in the south's wounds right so like why don't you make it from the south's perspective the winners can't be sore winners you know like in the south to get something out of it like it's something for everybody kind of thing and i think that's like an interesting perspective like why would you like th this is not that far removed 1926 and not that far removed from the civil war you know <laughs> like it's it's uh I there are people alive who fought so so this is based on something yeah it's I, it, all right it is yeah. i think it's but that's the thing like i think it just was they were like no it's based on it's based on uh a, i think it's a book the great locomotive chase let me let know. me look it up real quick but it's based on something so it's an actual like story from the past and it was like yeah. and it, it was a combination of stories that had happened that had actually happened yeah so i think he was just like no well i'm not gonna pick the north because it actually happened in the south like that would be stupid again does that make sense like i, I just no, think I, that I, we're I, looking at it oh we're also looking at it from a 2023 20, perspective, perspective yeah. which is like oh the south is racist and yeah. terrible and blah 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 and like he's looking at it from more of like well this happened 70 years ago so i should get it accurate okay here's the thing it, so you're right. This is based on a book called The Great Locomotive Chase in, from 1863. Mm -hmm. It's a memoir, but it's by a Union soldier, which is interesting. Mm, interesting. Okay. So he was he was changing the perspective. Um, okay. Anyway. So then I don't. Yeah, maybe. Do maybe blank fucking check has homework. homework. <laughs> <laughs> As I read the Wikipedia right now. <laughs> like, aha. Aha. Here, I just I just found one thing. You big it Totally proved me correctly, you stupid idiot um anyway I, very interesting this this has the famous scene where he blows up a bridge and a a um train at the same time yeah which also, apparently I, cost like 40 grand at the time to do which is so my boy I'm, I'm reading real quick on the wikipedia by the way yeah um please so read it out loud to the class <laughs> it's it's the book is told by the by the union, which is the people who stole the train. Mm -hmm. And then the silent film is like, well, no, we're going to it's it's about the locomotive guy. We yeah. want to. So I, whatever. It, it, the story actually happened. Yes. Somewhat. It's it's a boats movie. It's just he chose to be like, well, I'm not going to be a union guy. I'm going to be a, I'm not going to be a union guy who is a spy and steals this thing. I yeah. think he saw it better as like, 
well, I'm, if I'm going to be a bumbling idiot, I wouldn't be in the Union Army. I would be, I would be a fucking train conductor. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. I, I, I also think that like we, we current day are more sensitive about this shit than they were. I think so too. Back I, in I that, so back too. in nineteen, back in nineteen twenty six, they were just like, yeah, what, why, <laughs> whatever, just whatever. I don't give a shit. I Buster Keaton also apparently like really liked the South. Like generally, yeah, like sense. the culture of the South. Um, even though he was not, he's like a again a vaudeville guy. Like he's not from the South at all. But um, and like an, okay. a performer his whole life. <laughs> like you know, a, like northern and Hollywood performer his whole life. Um, again, anyway. again, we are looking at these things from twenty twenty three perspectives and not thinking you know, like what would people in nineteen twenty six be thinking? Absolutely. So anyway, absolutely, and um, we can't we divorce actually... ourselves from that. We can just like acknowledge it and move on. I can, but you know. <laughs> I'm better. Um, I'm a better human being than most. Sure, anyway. sure, sure. <laughs> All right, we should actually talk about this movie. I guess so. I don't know it's just Buster Keaton's just so interesting. It's a, this yeah. is my this is the ninth of his um of his uh feature films movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he made I think 10, 11, 12, 13 in all, nineteen twenty three to nineteen twenty nine. Interesting. Um, I've so I've seen ten of them, and I think like. Battling Butler is probably one of my favorites. Yeah, I well, yeah. As I was watching this, our I hospitality like... is also really good. Go, oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I said our hospitality, which is his second, is also very good. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought you were like actually saying our hosp- hospitality. No, I was like, no, what, no. what are you? I like mine and yours. No, it's the name just, of the movie. Why would you? Uh, just... Don't speak for me, woman. <laughs> but something, no, something but, funny um, about about movies. It's like movie titles in the 1920s are like kind of funny and interesting like i i feel like buster keaton has like yeah those are movie titles but then if they, they play the box office game on blank check which is like what were the top five movies in the box office at the time these movies came out and the top five movies at the box office in the 1920s had some just like uh, weird names <laughs> i'm like that's what you um, named your movie what the fuck <laughs> around this time a lot of these movies were like old stage plays yes but, you know, a lot of them were old stage even some of buster keaton's battling butler was a play um that yeah. he like adopted because they didn't know what it's, not, it's like it's a brand new fucking medium you're just yeah. gonna suddenly have fucking movie writers it doesn't make sense like no oh, you're just gonna Great. take shit the some of the first um fuck, just think of it this way the, the concept that we have of the wild west mm-hmm. is literally from a fucking traveling circus show that makes right sense. so there's yeah. a fucking there was a guy called the uh, buffalo bill mm-hmm. who had like this track traveling circus show where he would like take elements of the west and then people would go and watch like fucking cowboys fight indians and then like oh taming the buffaloes and all these and this yeah. whole fucking repertoire and then they were like he went you know what so well somebody went you know what we should just put that on movies because this, this seems to be popular. Let's put it in the theater and then everyone can see it. And then that became the Western. And now our idea of what the West was is from a fucking traveling circus show. Yeah. Not what actually the West was about. So the whole concept of like cowboys fighting Indians comes from a fucking <laughs> from a fucking circus show. That if that's not the most American thing I've ever heard, I don't know what is. <laughs> it's fucking perfect. <laughs> it's just well, being I mean, like, listen, look, history. It, you know, history the... is told by the people who made the art about it, and that's that. Like I, that's it. That's what. That's what lasts. I think I've said it before, but like that's the same thing that happened with samurais, which is they were like, oh, samurais are bushido in this. So you see all these fucking samurai sure. movies yeah, yeah. of black and whites, and now people just think that's what samurais were. Uh, it's yeah. just 
our like our entire concept you forget dragon and it's a, a fucking one of my favorite quotes ever which is just history is just marketing yeah that's what if you just take that concept towards everything yeah it would have the world makes so much more sense history is just marketing all right all right we gotta fucking get we should actually talk about this movie <laughs> okay Okay, okay, okay. I mean, there's not so a lot to talk we, about. We we already we already got into like the beginning part, right? Buster Keaton tries to enlist in the Southern Army. He, he is yeah. turned away because he's better as a train conductor. He isn't told that his girlfriend thinks it's because he's a little weenie, and she tells him if you don't enlist, like I don't don't, 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 don't see me again until you're in a uniform. Yeah, <laughs> which is like great, ten out of ten. Uh, a year passes, and he's just like being a train conductor. It's <laughs> crazy. Could you imagine, Dragon? You, your, your, your man is a fucking uh, a well-paid train conductor, but you're like, no, you're a weenie unless you go to the army. Fucking pussy, go like, die like everybody fucking, else. Fucking <laughs> go loser get, with this. Go get gangrene. High-paid, high-paid, fucking a very important job. Go, Fuck go into, you. go, go be a fucking enlisted soldier. Get shot in the foot. And just in and the die. toe and die from gangrene. <laughs> Not even. You just like four you months fucking, later. You just get an infection from just yeah, fucking just marching for you four just, hours. <laughs> from the blister <laughs> you on your foot. <laughs> you get sepsis and die. Go be like everybody else. <laughs> anyway, she was great. Lovely I, lady. I remember I remember reading a, a book where one of the things they said that the reason why the British Army or British Navy was so good was because the they were very well uh, disciplined and yeah. the French too. They were very well disciplined, which by their metrics meant they didn't let the guys just go to the whorehouses and get fucking <laughs> STDs. And then, and then the next day they couldn't fucking fight because they fucking were, like. Because they had syphilis fucking... and everything was falling off their face. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> I don't think that's true, but the concept just made me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't don't worry, right. guys. Our guys don't go to the whorehouse, so we're good on penicillin. <laughs> yeah, I, I forget. I think it was like, I forget which one army would like let the wives come mm. with the army men to like wash the clothes i'm using air quotes and more so what it would do is just keep the guys out of the fucking bars and the whorehouses <laughs> not a bad idea like, to be honest. that was their plan and i think that was the french I, I might be wrong on that but that was i think i think that was either the french or yeah. the british and it was like such a genius thing that like wow why did every fucking army do this yes um right. okay let's get to the next plot. the next major plot point is uh so buster keaton ends up on a on a uh uh conducting a train I mean, are we going through the plot or are we just gonna fucking just we're just talk burning about we're the, just burning we're just okay. gonna talk about this let's let, let's 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 do it quick quick okay, okay. so because i got other things to talk about yeah yeah so buster keaton gets a he's on he's on the train the train ends up getting um hijacked uh, hijacked by the union um uh, by like 10 union spies um on the hijack train by happenstance is his girlfriend who hasn't his spoken shit. to him in a year yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i don't know if you could call it his girlfriend but his uh i don't know lady um yeah, who has, they he stop has, for a night has not spoken to uh for a year so she gets kidnapped by the he union soldiers them. he chases them breaks her out of the through like a fun hilarity and, uh breaks her out from the house and, and then they run away yep Make it to the next town where they tell the army. Let me just finish it real quick. Yeah, go, go. You're talking about fucking trees and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> they make it to the next town where they tell the, the the Confederate army, hey, the fucking Union army is about to come in and, and attack this town. And then the Confederates go and, and fight them off. And then, you know, everyone, uh, what's his name? Uh, Buster, Buster Douglas gets a... Uh, Buster, Buster Keaton. Buster Douglas. Buster Keaton gets a... Uh, he gets a, 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 a... What's it called? The Confederates... Um, outfit yeah. and then his chick is like oh my god amazing he's officially in uniform. Of the movie. 
Yeah. That's the movie. But yeah. we should talk about the, I mean, we should talk about all the extra stuff in this because like, that's really what the, the selling point is, right? Yeah. Uh, it's the stunts. It's always the stunts. It's always the I gags. Mean, it's, it's I, I tell you what, if you like a steam engine, you're going to love this movie. <laughs> yeah. They, they're on a steam engine the entire fucking time. Do you like and, seeing a man have to uh, feed wood into a steam engine and then find wood? While the while the train is like kind of moving to go into the steam yeah. engine, ten out of ten. Picking up long ass pieces of wood, trying to throw them on his fucking on the train and having them fall off while his chick is just off doing something silly, or fucking stuff Can up, I like literally fucking everything up. She's worse than useless in this. Can I just tell you why? Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to yeah. tell you why I love this movie. Number okay. one, yes, it tells us the real fucking problems in our society. Number one is yeah. these bitches. <laughs> They're like, eh, I won't bang you unless you do this fucking crazy thing, right? Yeah, yeah. and then he does it. She's, and then he has to go do it. Yeah. It's like, ah, eh, you, you, I won't bang you unless you're fucking in, in the army. And then he <laughs> now has to go to the army. He's fucking, this is a good man. This is a good man who's a fucking train engineer. And she's like, eh, I won't have sex with you unless you go join the army. And it's like, what the fuck? This fucking Again, this is every Buster Keaton movie. Every single one <laughs> is the same, has the same plot. <laughs> Then this motherfucker goes to save this bitch, right? Mm-hmm. This bitch somehow gets herself kidnapped. She's fucking it's crazy fucking bro. Gets herself yeah. kidnapped, right? Then yeah. he saves her, right? And what does she do? She first, it fucking, there's a bear there for some reason. <laughs> I mean, then, honestly, why as, wouldn't there be? As she's running away, Buster Keaton is trying to fucking, like, help her. And she is just fucking everything up. It shows that he. this is why he's a train engineer and she is definitely not. This is why He, he should have just left her ass with the union and it would have been fine. <laughs> Let's just say this, Dragon. This woman does not yeah. belong on a train. No. She belongs in the kitchen. Am I right, Dragon? <laughs> um, I am not convinced that she would be good at that, to be honest. <laughs> she did not. Her, her critical thinking skills were not quite there. She is just doing random shit in this movie she fucking he's like we gotta put wood into the fucking yeah. into the thing and she's taking tiny little pieces of wood and putting them in like that's gonna fucking work then she picks up a fucking then she does the one thing that I'm like alright this makes sense she picks up a broom and starts sweeping alright and then <laughs> Buster, favorite... Buster Keaton is like what are you doing right now we're literally getting <laughs> chased by the fucking uh, union right now and then what does he do he's about to fucking hit her and then he hugs her yeah, my my favorite my favorite thing in this whole in, in my favorite gag was she picks up a piece of wood to burn to throw into the furnace to burn. Yeah, looks at it. It has a hole in it. She throws it away. <laughs> she yep. throws it uh, <laughs> off the train. Can't use this piece of wood with a hole in it. Nope. And I was just like, oh, my God, that's like that's the that is the joke. The joke here is that she's a fucking moron is the well, joke. She is. <laughs> she is. Yes. I mean, I there's no fucking there's no often, going around there. I, I mean, will, I will say this about Buster Keaton: often the women in his movies are not that stupid. They're usually like sometimes they're smarter than him. Sometimes they're like you know they're usually they're just like a person for him to love and not they don't have like a lot. But sometimes they actually to, do, and they they're like actually have like they, they're like clearly more intelligent than he is. Sherlock Junior. The 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 lady is like she solves everything. Like she's the actual one that like figures everything out. So you're telling me this would be my favorite Buster Keaton movie? Yes, yes. <laughs> that is exactly what I'm saying. No, there's a I gag. Mean, there's a gag in Battling Butler that I know you're gonna like. <laughs> all right, I'm, I'm gonna watch Battling Butler. But um, yeah, she like there. There's some fucking fucking gags in this. But, yeah. And also, there's some crazy fucking stunts in this train. Yeah. Fucking crazy stunts. The scene where watch... he's sitting. Oh on yeah. Top 
of the fuck. He's sitting on the front of the train, literally as he's going on the train because the 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 what's it called? He's chasing the union, and the yeah. union is like dropping pieces of wood on tracks to like yep. fuck up the train. He is on the train as it's running forward, and then he gets a jumps in front of the train, runs in front of it, picks up a piece of wood, and then throws it. And then the train is still coming at him. Yeah. Then he like looks at the next piece of wood he has to run up and pick that up and throw it and and i'm like this is all happening while the train is running in one fucking shot because yeah. they don't they don't fucking do a take they don't take two no. he's about to get fucking run over by a goddamn train mm-hmm. apparently there it's was fucking there, crazy. there was one one of the one of the stunts i can't remember if it was that stunt or if it was one of the other ones where he was throwing the logs but they basically told him like Listen, Buster, like, I, you just have, if you don't nail throwing this log correctly, it's going to derail the train and kill you. Like, just, yeah. a, just an FYI. Sounds like, this right. is like, you, it, just so you know, if you're just off so you by know, like you better half it. an inch with like throwing this like giant piece of wood, it will kill if you. you. Accident- <laughs> if you accidentally throw the wood and it has a weird bounce and it comes back on the tracks, yeah. you're dead. You're dead. Like you're you're absolutely gonna get fucked. Just so Sounds you know. Right. And he's like, got it. <laughs> mm-hmm. No problem. And then he nails it. There's a there's oh, a there's Jesus a stunt Christ. in another one of his movies where I think it's a motorcycle one where he's like riding on the riding backwards on the handlebars of a motorcycle or without no he's riding he's facing forwards on a motor on the handlebars of a motorcycle without the person who's driving the motorcycle right he's like somehow that he's managing it um apparently i think it was that stunt where it was supposed to be another actor that would that was gonna do it and that actor was like i can't do this it's too dangerous and buster king was like oh no worries i'll I'll just do it it's fine (laughs) so he just like did if there was like an extremely dangerous stunt he would just do it because yeah so fuck it why not yeah, somebody's got to do it, and you know that you you could die, so might as well be the one you know that's in charge. Might as well do it for art. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, back to the general. Yes, so there yeah. are a lot of gags I mean, there, related I, to trains. There's, yeah, trains there's trains going forwards. There's trains going backwards. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's not, Buster King to talk about this. trying to cut off the train, right, by running down yeah. a very very steep hill. <laughs> Where he I mean, Jesus is this close to falling in front of that moving train, he catches Jesus himself on I like a tree. I had a heart attack. Just and I'm like, I know you he's know, gonna be fine. He made him other moves. He, yeah, like, he did he not doing? die. Why did he just do that? Although he did always tell them, like, just keep rolling. <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, because in my head, I'm like, this is not like nobody. Nobody came by. There's no engineer that came by and went. No, no, no. This is all right. This is safe. Here's the line marker, just in case of blah 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 blah. He just went nah. Don't worry, I'll wing it. Well, bas- I I think what they basically did was they said, "How how fast can the train stop?" Oh, okay, we'll figure it out, and that was it. Yeah. You know, like they just like yeah. were like, "All right, <laughs> how fast does the train go? Can I outrun it?" Yeah, I think I can. Okay, <laughs> fine, got it. It's just it's it's fucking crazy. It is. Um, it is fucking crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's not. Like, I'll be honest. There's not a lot to talk about in this movie because even checking my notes, I'm like, yes, yeah, just me being like, he's stealing firewood. He got on the train. He's still yeah. the train. All right. Then a lot of dragons. There's a lot of, the jokes train for a while. On this, a lot of jokes I can't say on this podcast because it's a lot of, uh, let's just say you would call me a misogynist. <laughs> yeah. She, uh, the, the lady in this is not, uh, uh, a great character. I would say <laughs> not, not the most, uh, not the smartest lady in the bunch in, yeah. in here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, t- it also looked really pretty, by the way. Can I just say it that? It's a really it did good really looking look movie. Really pretty. You know what I always really think pretty? about? 
in Buster Keaton movies. So yeah. the, one of the fun things about the, all of these movies is like he's moving very fast in them. Yes. Right. Like things are going. I mean, part of it is that the it's like literally sped up. Right. Like yeah, it's, I, it's I, great most stuff. Yes. 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 But the other part of it, I I, I just I'm always like, how did it not blur? Because like it, we didn't have a lot of like stabilization. You know, like it it just didn't. A lot of sometimes you can see blur. Sometimes you can, but like yeah, most I, of the time, I don't you know. can't. That's a good it's question. really interesting. I was thinking about that with like the train stuff, and I I know the train is not actually moving that fast, but like still, it's really impressive. Yeah, yeah, no, you agree. Yeah. Um. Uh. Oh yeah, fucking big action scene at the end, dragon. Mm-hmm. The, the, I have a question: Was that an actual train that fucking fell off a tree, a bridge? Yeah, it was. It's fucking crazy because it, look, like, it almost looks like a miniature, I, doesn't it? I wanted to say it looked like a miniature, but I'm like, that does not look like it's a miniature. Not, it's that not. It's not. Like, it is. Those, those pieces of wood look like big ass pieces of wood. It is not a miniature. Yeah. They make a train, like a basically a bridge collapse and a train fall through it. Yeah. And then there's a really funny scene where he's trying, Buster Keaton is trying to tell uh, these guys to fire a cannon. <laughs> but every time he looks and talks to someone, they get shot. Yeah. That was really good. <laughs> And then he just like froze his sword and winds up stabbing the soldier that who's shooting everyone. And I Which was is, like, "This is so morbid," but it's I, I I can't help but laugh. That is one of the more morbid things in a Buster Keaton movie so far. I I, I actually was like, because normally Buster Keaton is not like, even when he's uh even when he's like in mortal danger because of other people, he almost never hurts them. There's a scene in Battling Butler where he kind of does, and then there's this, right? Where he like he legitimately kills a man on accident. Like <laughs> Yeah. Um, but it's it's super interesting. It's not it's not the norm, I would say, for him. Yeah, basically. Yeah, very I, I thought it was a very interesting thing. Yeah. All right, Dragon. Um, let's let's wrap this bad boy up, right? Okay, wait, I just I just have to say that that shot with destroying the train and the bridge cost forty two thousand yeah. dollars it was the most expensive sh- single shot in silent film history i mean that's almost nothing but nowadays so. yeah it became no, a that, minor tourist crazy. attraction until it was salvaged in 1944 to 1945 for scrap metal during world war ii interesting they left it yeah, the production yeah. team just left all of the shit they literally did yes someone else take care of it yes it's fucking really funny yeah. all right dragon yeah, let's let's wrap this bad boy up. When okay, say. okay. All right, final thoughts, Dragon. Go ahead. Um, I I generally am just so surprised at the amount that I like these Buster Keaton films. I I highly recommend. I think the general is really good. I think you can't go a lot wrong with Battling Butler. I think Sherlock Junior is one is another favorite that a lot of people like. Um, that I think is mm-hmm. pretty accessible. I personally really liked Our Hospitality. I I just think that these are so worth watching, and they're so short. You know, they're like. Oh, they're an hour Your favorite maybe an hour 10 i just mean like there's not a huge time commitment and when you watch them you also get a lot of like film history and like this one encapsulated thing right um it's mm-hmm. very interesting i i highly recommend buster keen i also i like the general um just a fun just a fun movie who who would have thought silent movies are so fun this is what cartoons are based on basically basically right yeah you like you like cartoons here you go they were based on buster keen essentially like that's how a lot of like cartoon language comes comes from okay uh what about you bro oh and i give it a smash day obviously okay uh i give it so final thoughts um yeah i really i really like enjoy i've been i haven't seen a lot of silent films but the few that i've seen i really enjoy them yeah um yeah i give this like a seven out of ten 
I think it's good. I didn't think it's like, oh my goodness, it should be on yeah. the AFI top 100. But then again, I'm like, I don't know the fucking silent movie era, so this might be the best of them all. I mean, I think, listen, um, I, I think it was maybe kind of slim pickings at the time, but you know. Yeah. But I'm like, oh yeah, it was very interesting to watch. Uh, Yeah, it was like, like the, the physical comedy, I'm like, it's good. Like certainly these things really like keep up. And then there's other stuff where I'm like, ah, it's just a product of its time. Yeah. Yeah. But there, um, there's yeah. for sure and, a lot of that. Once again, love love the portrayal of the woman in this. Love it. You're the worst. So, but yeah, seven out of ten, Dragon. Yeah, I'll take it. Um, um, would you say, Dragon, this movie has positive male role models for my son? It's hard with I'll Buster tell you right King. now. No, yes. <laughs> no, well, because he's number one rule: don't send to some poet to some yeah, poet. Yeah, yeah, All no right? simping. You sure? Um, the thing, the thing that's hard about Buster Keaton movies is. There, he's often playing not the best person. He's kind of a weenie in a lot of these movies, right? And, like, he's still the hero, but, like, sometimes you're like, oh, I don't know. You know, he's, like, supposed to be the comedic foil. So, like, it makes sense, right, that he, like, would suck in some way. <laughs> so, I don't know. Uh, positive male role model, Buster Keaton? Eh, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. There's all, the okay. other issue. The other issue with these movies is often... <laughs> Often the problem is Buster Keaton had some kind of little white lie or like omitted something, right? That he should have told somebody. And that's right. what fucks everything up. <laughs> so it's hard okay. to it's hard to say that he's a positive marijuana model when he's doing shit like that. Okay. That's All my right, final. Let's, that's my final thought. All right, Jordan. What are we doing next week? Uh well, technically it's your choice. Well, I mean, it's not going to be our, my choice because we're going to have a special guest next week, right, Dragon? Yay! We are going to have a special guest next week. I'm excited. Your favorite, <laughs> your second favorite Perea boy, right? We're going to have <laughs> one of my favorite Pereas. Yes, we're going to have your your second favorite Perea, Jaime, <laughs> yeah. joining the podcast. Am I right, Dragon? Yeah, you're right. All right, and he has chosen because he, he said he wants you to watch a movie, Dragon, and mm-hmm. it's going to be 1992's El Mariachi. Mm-hmm. that's an hour 21 minutes so kudos to that love it <laughs> right Jane? yep it's uh currently streaming on prime and it is going to be directed it's i'm sorry it is directed by robert rodriguez this is his first movie actually and mm-hmm. it's starring carlos i can't fucking never do Gallardo? carlos gallardo and jaime de la Hoyas. okay dragon since yes. this movie is in spanish you know what that means what the entire podcast is going to be done in Espanol. In Espanol. You know I can't do that. <laughs> it could right. just be you and I talking in Spanish. That's why. <laughs> All right, Dragon. Oh, before I forget, the general. Yes. Yeah. Uh, do you think the movie would have been better if the ending would have just been two guys staring at each other for 10 minutes? <laughs> yes, 100%. That's what I, that's, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm like not convinced that that's not how El Mariachi doesn't end. So like, we'll see. <laughs> just seems like that might be it. All right, Dragon. Uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, send us off? Oh, okay, bye. Okay, bye.